Hello and welcome to another episode of Sports and Songs podcast. We're your hosts, Dan and Andy. Today is January 22nd, Andy. We're on season five, episode number 12. Tonight's a sports only edition. All we're going to talk about is sports, mainly football, right? Got some football, got some college, got some things hockey, there, some high school things. Um, first of all, uh, on this date in 1998, Minnesota announced to the NHL that we would name our team the Wild on this day in 1998. So that's the anniversary. It's the old, one of the rare nicknames without an S. Drives me nuts. Can't stand it. It's like the Orlando Magic. The Utah Jazz. There was only four at one point. Uh, Now I think there's a lot more. The Thunder. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was it named the Wild. So uh, be that as it may. So Andy, the NFL divisional games are done. The divisional playoff games is what Dennis Green called the you know the tournament. We're we're in the yes. middle of the tournament right now. Football yes. tournament. Denny Green games coming up. There's four teams remaining, Andy, and two of the teams are owned. The franchise that is, they're owned by women. Women owners of the last okay. four teams, both the the Chiefs. Kansas City Chiefs, Detroit Lions are women-owned. Um, the other two are men-owned, uh, which brings us to the question that we don't really talk about much uh, of the of the NFL franchises. How many are women-owned? How many out there are owned by women? We know there's two, but we'll get to the answer at the end of the episode. But how many others are, are out there? Um, I don't think it gets talked about enough. I didn't know it myself, but what's the current number of female owned teams majority owned football teams in the nfl are female so we'll get to the answer at the end but let's crank it on up to some sports and we'll see yeah. what we've got Bring up wow stuff wow. here i was doing some research today look at this as the computer the shadow studios right there i was doing some work you were on the dial up modem yes so that's why i couldn't take any phone calls today i'm sorry um, nice perfect Gonna bring up the fact um, you've probably seen the videos yourselves. I'm not gonna replay them here because of copyright reasons. We don't have the funds for it, and um, our free lawyer, our court-appointed attorney, said we shouldn't try playing it anyway. The end of the Iowa Ohio State women's basketball game. Okay. 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 Um, Ohio State wins in overtime. Congratulations to Ohio State. They storm the court. Okay. As they did it, a student, 100% unintentionally, in my opinion, knocks over Caitlin Clark. Okay. First of all, when that happened, I heard all of Iowa go, <gasps> you know. A collective sigh. Yes, because that would be the, oh, God, watch that be the one that puts a knee out or something like that. You know, yes. Silly. Um, Caitlin had a pre- thing in the presser afterwards. Oh, no, y'all. Their AD apologized. People helped me off. It was a little scary for a second. Um, even coach for Iowa afterwards, like, oh, this is we, we can't do this. We got to do better than this. Timeout. Yes, you two said it. And I agree with what you said. It's kind of silly they stormed the court. When you guys win the Big Ten title this year, or if you win it and your fans storm the court, enjoy the crow you're going to eat afterwards. It's just what's done in sport. Yep. I'm not a fan of it, but, you know, here's my opinion on it now. We see it happening. 
It took one of the big ones to get knocked down. Make that visitor bench a little closer to the tunnel so they can get out. Or you know what? I, I, I don't want to say a, a screen behind them like in hockey, but have something where as that's happening, the, the losing team, the road team, just sit at your bench for a while and get some security around them. Let everybody hit the court, and then they can be kind of like tunneled out through the crowd, out. Yeah, you don't want to see the other team celebrate. You just lost, especially overtime. And odds are it's an upset because you're a higher-ranked team. But you got to do something to get these players get off the court. Safety first. God, that sound like an old man, but safety first. Got to get these people off and let them do their thing. So that's... Yeah, it's an interesting scenario because typically the rushing the stage, rushing the court, rushing the field, whatever it is, is typically a spontaneous thing that isn't uh, planned. You, you know, the teams aren't ready right, for right. it. That the, the players are not saying, okay, this is what's going to happen after the game. We should really stay to our benches to ourselves. It all happens all in the moment. And I think that that is the case. So I, I don't know if there's anything to do or not. Now, the fact that if you see the video, the girl went running kind of right into and knocked the wind out of Caitlin Clark of all yep. people. Pure there's accident. A big, there's a big mob of people over here. Caitlin Clark's over here and she drills her. Obviously, I believe unintentional. Yeah. But of course, it's going to look goofy. But she did, she did get the wind knocked out of her. Now, mm -hmm. to your point, they win the Big Ten. You've used up that card. You cannot do that again. You're really going to get laughed at then because the whole point of rushing the court or the football field and tearing down the goalpost after a big win is the one-time thing. You don't see it happening week after week after week. How many times has Iowa and Minnesota done it in their own games all the time? Yes. Time? So so it's bound to happen. It's spontaneous. It's so uh, random that of all people that she got the uh, wind knocked out of her, but very strange. Now, the AD came up and apologized. You know, I hate – that's fair enough, I think, to do that, to say, hey, you know, sorry, but you're right. You make a good point that end of the year tournament's going to be interesting because you're going to be eating a lot of crow if anything like that happens now again because you've uh, you've blown it. So, you know, hats off. Great win. Congrats yep. to Ohio State. I got nothing against really storming the court, I guess, but, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a – of the football, you know, fans run the field, take the goalposts down, and the football players are still out there. I, am I really looking at who who I could potentially be hitting, or am I going to be running out there just in the heat of the moment? Uh, you know, I, I you know, I don't know. I I think they all just ran and uh, it, it took over. So it is what it is. But it's very strange that of all things, it's the randomness of Caitlin Clark getting yeah. bowled over. <laughs> My God. And here's the other stat, you know, 18-6 at the game. Every road game for Iowa this year where Caitlin Clark obviously has been there, sellouts, record crowds. Um, okay, I'm going to try not to sound like the old white boy out in the trailer park when I say this. Grumpy old man. The grumpy old get-out-of-my-yard type guy. But this kid is – people love her. They – she she says the right things. She's not this or that. She's fun to watch. Some people say she's a ball hog, but you know what? It's kind of what people want nowadays, you know. 
Um, she's selling out these arenas all over the place she goes. Can't turn them away. Uh, I don't see all the LSU players getting this attention. Reese was co-player of the year, and you don't hear her name hardly at all. It's all Caitlin Clark getting all the primetime games, um, which is kind of scaring me. I think I said this last week, and I'll say it again. Caitlin Clark's college career kind of – now, before you lose your minds, hear me out. Reminds me of Pete Maravich, where they're going to set these unreal numbers in college and be a lot better than average in the pro. She's not going to blow away all these records when she goes pro. No. Not saying she's not going to have a great career. Just saying she's not going to rewrite the record book pro like she is in college. If you look at the names she's passed, with the exception of Brittany Griner, who she just passed for total points, because the way the women's game has grown, these other names she's passing, if you all say, oh, I remember watching her play, you all just lied to me. Okay? Women's basketball isn't that popular when these other gals set these records. Because of media and because of internet and because of us here on the show pushing her, the love Caitlin Clark's getting and the draw she's getting is blowing her up to superhero status. God bless her for it. She's doing a great thing for the game. Um, I finally saw her commercial for uh, State Farm Insurance the other day. Wonderful commercial. It's funny. One of the few State Farm ones I kind of liked. She's going to kind of be that way. She's not going to flood you with commercials. She's going to be on every ad you see. There's a couple here and there. And all the money's going to her charity or her foundation or whatever you call it nowadays. But she's going to be one that's going to be fun to watch to see how she handles the pro career. Um, yeah, it's going to be, and like you said in a previous episode, she's going to be the number one overall yeah. pick in the WNBA in the upcoming draft. I mean, that's going to be huge enough. And yep. it's it, it's still fun to watch. But I, I think the, you know, if, if that gal who ran into her, you know, accidentally, let's say she landed – um, uh, wrong. She got the wind knocked out of her. Let's say she cracked her skull open on the uh, and uh, subsequently yeah. died. You know there is going to be because of how beloved Caitlin Clark is. Murder charges filed. That's how well, you. That's what you're getting at. After is how careful you have to be with someone of that stature around. They they would have gone after and filed murder charges if something random like that happened against an innocent student. That's how beloved Caitlin Clark is. Or she'd ripped a knee and can never walk straight again. Yes, that poor student would be a have to go in witness protection somehow. Yes, it's it's this is the status that she's at, and everyone just I think needs to be cognizant of that. Yep. Um, it's just it's 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 bizarre. Enjoy yeah. it when you can. Watch her play, and and I'm gonna say this right now too. The rest of that team is fun to watch, not just Caitlin. Yeah. So next year, these other these Russies gals will be fun to watch. Oh my goodness, are they fun to watch right now? Yes, and here's so, this they're not gonna be the one and done. You know, look at the fans that she's drawing or the team is drawing for, for a women's D1 yeah, yeah. college basketball. It's tremendous. So let's just hope they can keep up the they got some other gals on that team that are just incredible players. Just watch that team keep growing. Soapbox time. Yes. Show that gets better and better, as Dan concerned. It does. And, and this is nothing against this player. This thing, Barry Sanders, there's a cry in Detroit right now. That if Detroit makes a Super Bowl, 
They want the Lions to sign Barry Sanders to a one-day contract so if the Lions win the Super Bowl, he can get a ring. I think that's crap. First of all, if the Lions better not do that, it's just kind of, no. Even the fans even thinking to do that, how selfish. Barry had a great career. I don't think Barry Sanders is the one leading this charge at all. Correct. He's probably trying to put that fire out more than anything else. But for fans to say that, I think that's insane. I mean, I kind of put the post out there too. Okay, Viking fans. The Vikings, for some act of God, made the Super Bowl. What Viking player do you want to get a one-day contract so he gets a ring? I mean, how can you – the whole one-day contract thing bothers me. Oh, well, we signed up for a one-day contract so he can retire. Uh, you know, Emmett Smith at the end signed a one-day contract with Dallas to so retire as a Cowboy. What you left because you thought you still had it in the tank. You went on. You know, that's like, oh, we dated and we're married for so many years, and then we broke up. But oh, I'm about to die. Let's get remarried so I can say I love. I, you know, I was married to you at the end. That's basically what you're saying. No, you left her. You went on. Get over yourselves and move on. Now, for Detroit fans, and, and, and you know, hats off if you want to, uh, you know, show your love for Barry Sanders. Great, but you're, you're not going to give him a ring. Yep. If you want to do a ceremonial one afterwards, great. But that's two big games yet. I I wouldn't even be thinking about that yet in the situation you're in. Not that it couldn't happen, but it's uh, it's three weeks. It's three weeks out. But yeah, it's you know, it's just a. It's a you're you're promoting him, but you're gonna you're giving everyone else on those teams the same, at the same time a slap in the face. It's like saying uh, Vikings, we're gonna put Fran Tarkington in so you can get a ring, and then and then the complainers for Carl Eller and Alan Page aren't gonna like it, or Scott Tiny Stuttgart, Kramer, and Kramer. You know, you're gonna get all the Peter fans Stanton. coming after you from the ones that you didn't mention. So Gary Anderson, no wait. The fact of the matter is, Barry Sanders never won a Super Bowl. Fact, right. he never did. So if you want to give him a ceremonial one like you would for the, the mailroom guy, fine. But don't sign to a one-day contract to get one. Yeah, it's true. It's a good it's a good point. Uh Barry, tremendous running back, but this doesn't need to be clouding his uh career. And another soapbox. Yes. And this was just the one that was put on today. Anthony Rendon. Yeah. Thinks baseball season is too long, they should shorten it. So one of his former teammates says this guy said he literally, Jonathan Papelborn says Rendon after he shortened season. Plays Rendon, who literally hates baseball. Yeah, it's long. It isn't what I signed up for. Then he goes, just tell the team that if you want to play half the season, give half your money back. Rendon's insane that the three years he's played, last three seasons, hasn't played more than 58 games in each of the last three years. But the season's too long. You know what? Fine. I am paying you your contract. You're cut. You're out. I don't need your cancer in my locker room. It's true. You, you are just done. No one's going to want your cancer in the locker room anymore. Now, if you want to say, hey, start the season earlier so we can end earlier, that's I'll give you that one because there's a lot of guys saying that. Oh, it's too long. Oh, oh this job's too much. Then quit. Well, Don't ask for your money. Quit that. You know, Paul, Paul Stanley was uh, from KISS. I always had a good line to say, look, we got our dreams came true. We got what we wanted. Now is not the time to say, I don't want to do this, and I don't want to do that. Uh, he said it's like it's like 
being voted the uh, the president of the U.S. and saying, you know what, I don't like to wear a tie every day. Well, that's that's what you get. Uh, that's what you signed up for. You knew that when you started. Kiss said, hey, we got to put the makeup on. Is it fun? No. Is it a pain in the butt? Yes. But our dreams are coming true. This is what got us there. We have to put the makeup on. On the we first and 15th when you get that paycheck. Now, <laughs> you remember when uh, on 93X they'd have a Vikings punter Chris Cluey on all the time? Yes. And, and that was a man who loved to talk about anything except the NFL. He never was a fan, never really liked his job, did it because he was, he was good at it and he was signed, but he loved to talk about gaming, other sports, books he was reading. Yep. In the morning show from 93X, they couldn't understand it. They said, you're not really a fan, are you? And he says, no, I don't, I don't, I'm not a fan of football. I don't even like the game. Similar to this. Uh, yep. Now this is saying the season's too long. Well, you know, I think and, the season and, and is too long. Not like when you started playing baseball a few years ago, it was 110 games and they increased it all of a sudden. It's been mm -hmm. 162 for a while. Not a fan. But it's just going to come off as if you're ungrateful is all it's going to do. And, and comments like that aren't needed. Now, can you think them? Yes. There's probably a lot of play baseball players who think that, but they're not going to tweet it or say it in public because they're going to get ripped to shreds. Just like you said, you can't do that. There's, you know how many people would dream to wish to be in oh. their shoes and now you're essentially complaining about it um you can't not with the money you're making you can't uh but he's got a good point give half back you only played in 48 58 games yep. it's a good point it's a it's a good discussion i think yeah of course after all this rain we're gonna have some sunshine so let's have some good news dan well well just think of it now let's see let's say you're a very profitable dairy farmer andy yes and you complain that you have to get up every morning at 5 a.m. to milk the cows. Um, that's something you just don't say. That goes without saying. Yeah. That's what you have to do. Yeah. You, that's, if you don't like it, put the for sale sign up in the yard. Yep. Yeah. It's it's very interesting. Um, all right. Now, what is this here? Look the, at this. The best, the best news I got all weekend long, Dan. All right. All right. Duke lost at home to Pitt. Now, did they storm the court? Well, no. It was at Duke. Oh, yes, yes. So the Sorry, Pitt I got fans, Pitt, Pitt players were kind of mocking the fans, but uh, first time. Wow. Uh, Duke was in the Pitt at Cameron for the first time in 45 years. That yeah. is unreal. I, this is the leading picture for my Christmas card this year right now. Yes, it's, it's, it's just so amazing. And you look at the Duke court, how they're right there on top of you anyway. Yeah. But so Duke lost. That's all I got for college basketball this week because, like we said before, what was the one stat? Was it for college? Was it the men's of the top 25? I think this is no exaggeration. Like 20 of the 25 lost a game this week. Well, the the interesting thing is this. When the calendar and the schedule comes out for these the men's basketball, for instance, and, and you've got Duke on the calendar on the road, the typical fan is already chalking that up as a loss. It's just something you don't do. You don't go there and win, especially if you're pit. And, but this and is one of those stuff right off the bat. Yeah. It's one of those feel good stories because any given Sunday or whatever day of the week it was, yeah. things happen. That's why the sport is played. You never know. This is awesome. Very I, rare. I think what Duke hopes for a lot of times is these teams count as an L already. So you kind of keep it in third gear. Yes. And well, they come in fifth and start roaring on you like, whoa, wait, huh? 
know. they play these if this game was played 10 straight times duke would win nine of the you know it's just the odds yeah. are this is not going to happen but the fact of the matter is is that it did they got beat yes it was an upset very mm-hmm. tough strange thing to do but that's the reason we love sports you yeah, never especially know college basketball men and women Upsets yes all over the place yes fun to watch Michelle Tafoya reported that Travis Kelsey will retire at the end of the season as uh priority of life. Talked about the Kelsey brothers wanting to retire together. Now, with that said, I put this poll question up yesterday before the football game started. I saw that, yes. Assuming Kansas City lost, it was eliminated. What would be the headlines the next day in the mainstream media? And according to your votes, number one would be Taylor Swift sees her last NFL game. Some said be Kelsey retires. Some would say be the Bills win the game. One person said Mahomes would lose a friend forever. And then just because I'm a jerk, I put the bottom, say nothing and talk about LeBron James. <laughs> but speaking of LeBron James, he knows how he popped off the other day going, my boy Bronny, who's at USC, he could play for the Lakers right now. Last three ga- or two games that Bronny's played in, he's scored zero points. So yeah, it, is, it is interesting. You now, got the POD from the old man there, Bronny. Yeah, it's it's interesting thing. You know, and then this whole uh, Kelsey thing came up. You know, just just this this last year, uh, yeah. but he has been popular for a couple of years now. His brother for the Eagles has never been this popular name recognition until Travis came in, and well, then Taylor Swift comes in, and now Travis is this a uh, whole other animal now. But yeah, you're they right. got the popularity a couple of years ago when they were both in the Super Bowl against each other. Yes, and their mom got the thing. And the brother, if you ask me, is actually the better player. He's a center, very good center. He had a record for consecutive games as a center, which is almost impossible to do. Uh, it came in one game. He had a broken hand. He got in a snap just to say keep his streak alive, which yeah, kind of bothers tremendous. me to do that. But, man, and those guys both are, are tremendous. And maybe they do retire in the same year. You know, maybe for rare is something like that could happen. It could. Now, every other commercial you see on TV has Travis Kelsey in it, so he's already uh, making oodles. Well, his brother does do the one laundry commercial. He's in the top of the laundry pile. Yes, that's right. And the two yes. of them do so have their own podcast. They do plenty. Uh, Travis is making plenty enough money on the side with that stuff and the whole Taylor Swift thing. But you're right. The comment is what you're getting at here is what would be the lead paper news story headline. Regardless, uh, it would be either Taylor or Travis's name would be in that headline. You wouldn't see the Bills or not no, even no. in your in your thing here. Patrick Mahomes not even mentioned. Uh, it would not be that. It would be spun with Kelsey or Swift or both of them in yep. the thing. And that's the sad state of affairs we're in. I had a tough time watching the game because I couldn't stand watching that their booth all the time. Well, it's – it is. It's hard to watch, and I was a Chiefs fan for for a while. But it's it's yeah. just it's getting so um, absurd is the word. Now, yes. if he wants to retire, I don't care. Now, is that the leading story? There's other uh, big names going to be retiring here at the end of the season. I'm sure that uh, Travis Kelsey should not be taking up the headlines if if he does decide to do that. But boy, oh boy, it's it is it's they're going to spin it some way. Their names will be on the headline, whatever happens. But uh, Two more games to go. We'll see. Hopefully one for him. Hey, all right. Yeah, so they lose, it's it's done, you know, so we'll get that announcement sooner than later. But, boy, interesting. Here we go, more stuff. A little bit of the NSIC, as we call it. 
Men's basketball standings, Minnesota State 11-1, Moorhead 11-1, both 17-1 overall. There's the Beavs in the middle of the pack, 6-6 six six in conference, 10-8 overall. This is your Northern Sun men's basketball. This is, as you can see, uh, Northern Minnesota and the Dakotas and uh, schools around the ring there. Bemidji State holding their own, 6-6, six 10-8 six, overall. But uh, Minnesota State, or as you and I called it back in the day, Dan, Mankato State. Yes. And MSU Moorhead, or Moorhead State as the missus went to when it was Moorhead State. Yes. So there's your tops there. The gals' standings. Again, Minnesota State, Northern State. The Beavs are holding on the bottom at 0-12, 3-13 overall for the for the gals up there at Bemidji. But like we said last week, we had Beer Belly Sports on. They're fun to watch. True, true. So there you go. If you're in just a good college basketball with those areas, catch these teams out. Here you go. And now hockey from that area, um, hockey is, you know, is not really associated with the conferences like that because it's all these other schools combined. St. Thomas leading the CCHA with the Beavs second. Wow. And I see down there it says there'll be a full member of 25-26 is Augustana, the Augustana Vikings. I just saw some stuff on Facebook, and I've shared it, so if you have to go back and look at it or look on your own, they have built a beautiful brand-new hockey arena there for them to play in. So. Uh, Good luck for those of you in South Dakota. You got a good, nice little arena to go and see how they do coming up. Uh, no conference points. Um, 7, 12, and 3 overall for them, though. There's St. Thomas and then the Beavs and then Mankato State, Lake Superior State Lakers, etc., etc. A lot of parity there. A lot of, now, lot here's of similar a, records. Now, the games played, uh, St. Thomas and Bemidji each have 16, 14 for Mankato, or, yeah, for Mankato. So, of course, you don't see those two playing. Minnesota State is. Beavs have the weekend off. The Tommies have an exhibition game on Saturday. So there's your weekend schedule for hockey, as we say in the state. High school boys. Now, before we go on, I get a little disclaimer here. Now, I know a lot of you, we have a lot of stalkers out there, so you know more about Dan and I that we care to share. Um, I am an Minnetonka alumni. Dan is from Jordan, alumni. So do we mention our schools a lot? Probably. But sometimes we just can't help it because they're in the top of the rankings. We just report the news. We don't make it up. It's not CNN. We don't make it up. <laughs> Boys hockey. 2A, Minnetonka leading right now as of the seedings on the 17th. They are first, Wyzetta second, Edina third, Chan fourth. I don't make this stuff up, I just report it. 2A, shocking, War Road and Hermantown 1-2. Delano eighth, Monticello ninth. Let's put hockey's stats for the girls' hockey. Taka first, Andover, Hillbury, Edina, Northfield, Benilde, Moorhead, Lakeville North, Centennial, and Lakeville South. And you see their sections there. A, girls, or a girl, I guess. I don't know how English grammar, I don't know. Academy of Holy Angels is first. 
Arnold second. See Crookston eighth. Let's hear it for the for Crookston. Wow. Magwas Taka seventh. They're always kind of right in there lately. In the in the mix of it all. Boys basketball. Again, just reporting the news. This is from Pace Setter Newsletter, Minnesota Basketball News from the 17th. 4A, Wyzetta first, Park Center second, Minnetonka third, Farmington fourth. Waconia 10th. 3A, Tino Grace, Mankato East, and Delano. 2A is Breck, Minneapolis North, Lake City. Class 1A, Cherry. Dawson Boyd, Sleepy Eye at 11 and 1 comes in third. Fertile Bell Trammy, 10 and 1, fourth. So there you go. Minnesota Basketball News from Pace Sutter Newsletter. You can find them online. That's where we got it from. And here's their gals standings. Oops. 4A, Minnetonka 1, St. Michael Elberville 2, Hopkins 3, Dean Prairie 6th. 3A, De La Salle. Vanille St. Margaret and Delano at 14 and 0 is third. So it shows you how tough conference play has been for Vanille St. Margaret is 8 and 5 and they're second. So it shows you the schedule they've had. 2A Providence, Minnehaha, and Albany. Jordan is sixth for 2A girls. Or 2A girls, I don't know. And class one, Monarch Bowls dropped a second. Stop the presses. Wow. Good Hughes first, Montagnard. Sleepy Eye fifth, and our friends at Mayor Lutheran ninth. Two more sports notes here on my pad there. Jeff McNeil of the Mets recently won a celebrity golf tournament over the weekend in Florida. He competed against the likes of Annika Sorenstein, John Smoltz, Brian Erleco, Albert Pujols, Victor Cruz, and more. Now, I've read this up for two reasons. Jeff McNeil's a Met, so of course I'm going to bring it up. Yes. John Smoltz in the last month or so got his PGA card. He qualified to golf PGA tournaments. Wow. So this wasn't just a bunch of guys that, hey, let's go have a tournament, slap ourselves on the back, we'll chip in by a pretty trophy and tell everybody how great we are. So these, were not a, these weren't a bunch of weekend hackers out there. Smoltz takes it very seriously. Erlacher, I know, takes it seriously. Pujols takes everything seriously, and so does McNeil. So this wasn't just, like I said, you and I going out there and playing darts at the bar and going, I'm the dart league champion, or you're the dart league champion. Yes, yes. Yeah. So congrats. So I got a little Mets news in today after all. Wanted to make that point there. And one more thing I want to bring up here. I don't have a slide for it, so I have to look at my pretty face for a while. Football quarterbacks. I've watched this last these playoffs, and some people give them love, some don't. They they make all the money on the team, they get all the blame, they get all the credit. And I was watching uh Allen for the Bills play this weekend. Josh Allen, yep. Uh Lamar Jackson, all these quarterbacks, these guys are running. Yeah, they slide most of the time, but they're getting pasted. And when they run and slide for 10 yards, he's not jogging, they're hoofing it down the middle. And you know what? They're back in that huddle for the next play. How many times do you see a running back go down 15 yards? He's got to go out for air. He's got to sit and rest. The receiver runs a couple of routes deep, but they get the ball. He's got to go rest. 
linemen are changing all the time on defense, not offensive linemen. Defensive linemen are changing all the time. So not only the quarterback, the offensive line, I think. Offensive line gets no credit for being athletes to start with. Right there. I think they are. I don't care how fat and out of shape and softball league looking they got. They look. They're in there every play. Defensive linemen guys get to change. The quarterback don't get to change. O-line guys don't get to change. Oh, we got to put in this defense. It's a third and long, or it's a third and short, or it's a this play or that play. You can put in 11 different guys. On offense, you got those same five linemen and the same quarterback in every play. So I'm not that I didn't have respect for him before, but I was really kind of noting that this weekend because I was trying not to throw up every time they threw Taylor Swift on the screen or they mentioned her or something like that. So I was really kind of noting that it's like, as well as obvious, it's like, yeah, you're right. They don't change offensive linemen. You know, you don't think about it. It's just it's, we've accepted it. So I really thought that's where you don't see the respect is for those guys. Yeah, they're running and huff, hoofing around, and even on plays where they're scrambling, um, you know, that that's every single play when they're out there doing that other than handing the ball off. But they're they're getting hit, and the, just the, the hurry-ups and the, the, the sacks um, – and the knockdowns, and then, like you said, the, the rip off a 30-yard, 40-yard, 50-yard run. Now you're back in there. Or even if you threw the ball 50 yards, you got to run and beat feet down there because these defensive guys are switching out with somebody else fresh coming in. Wait, uh, I got to – my quarterback threw 50 yards. I'm a 350-pound lineman. I got to race my ass down there, catch my brother, block for the next running back who's going to come through on the next player. I'm sitting there not going, spike it, spike it, spike it, the way down so I can catch a breath. So those guys don't get the, the love. And also the kickers. Poor SOB for the Bills that shanked it. Yes. But you know what? Everybody laughs at the kickers and punters. Who's usually your second highest scorer in fantasy football every week? Your kicker. You know, a lot of these guys don't get the credit. The punter is the holder. He gets zero credit. Now, I've never heard any blame on the laces were wrong or the bad snap. Oh, Gary Anderson excuses things. When you see that kick, it was almost like a video game. It just, boom, just took off. Kicker is taking full blame for that. He goes, that's on me. He's not blaming anybody else. He's manning up for it. And because of the fans being fans, he's had to delete all of his social media stuff. Now, let's just relax a little bit. I'm pretty sure he has one account under the name Mickey Mouse for his family and his kids' pictures. He has, he, he's not totally off social media. But as far as his, what we know him as, he's off social media right now. And do you blame him? No, but it's kind of sad people have to send him death threats for missing a field goal. Show the picture of that one guy crying because he missed a field goal. Well, he, you know, I'm not saying, oh, man, I don't cry, but you know what? Cried when my kids were born. Cried a couple weeks ago when I had my cap at the sweep. Cried for those. You know what? Yep. When the Mets lost in 2015, did I cry? No. Did I put my fist through a wall? Maybe. Maybe. But I didn't cry. I did not cry. Well, it's a game. Get over saw, it. One thing I did see, Andy, was actually very funny, but it's it's if you ever watch the highlight reels of uh, people captured on uh, video breaking their TV set, yeah, at first in the TV set, ripping it off the wall, and someone in the corners filming it, they're actually watching an NFL game. And they're so frustrated that they go off the hook. There's whole compilation videos of anger 
for people watching NFL football. This is an NFL, this is a game. I've thrown a pillow across the room before. Yeah, but I'm not going to break my oh TV. Oh my god, that. the people there there are people that go off the hook, and uh, it's just it's amazing. Now, going back to Gary Anderson, you know that that was just the anniversary. Was it 25 years of yeah, him yeah. missing that field goal in 1998? After putting up the most successful season ever as an NFL kicker in history, but there were now, still two minutes if social that game. media was around in '98. Yeah. He would have had to do the same thing because death threats would have been coming in. Gary Anderson had the fantastic year, record-breaking year, in 1998, and the one thing that fans remember is him missing a field goal. And th- there was still two minutes ago. If he made it, Atlanta still could have came down. Yeah. Now, but that's that's it. That's how fans fans are quirky that way. They're just. Um, I do have to retract what I just said now that I think about it. You did cry. I, uh, no. Um, football, Patriots, Seahawks. The pass at the goal line where the guy intercepted it. Where the Seahawks. I was watching a game like this. I saw the interception and I ripped my sweatshirt right in half. Nice. That's the most violent thing I've ever done. But 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 I'm the but throw the pillow. There's. I've, there's compilations on just the flat panels, flat screen televisions, people attacking it and breaking it, putting their fists through a TV because of a I want to know how many of those are staged, though. Hey, let's, we found this cheap well, that's, TV. That's fair enough. You know, it could be an old TV they're going to get rid of anyway. Hey, let's make a viral video of this. But um, and, it's and just unbelievable. I'm pretty sure the guys were watching it back on their Tebow or TiVo or whatever you, could, you kids have nowadays. It showed these guys with the guy has a big screen TV up, and the guy from Buffalo's lined up for the field goal. The guy's off to the side of the TV with a fan and turned the fan on so that the fan blew the okay. That was funny, haha, but there's no way you did that in real time. Yeah. I find that hard to believe. But if you did, hats off to you, but I don't believe it. A tough scared. way to lose, but you're at Bills are at home, finally got that home game, always playing the uh, the, the divisional game on the road in Kansas City. Uh, you know, the, Pat, Patrick Mahomes had never played a road game in the playoffs other than a Super Bowl or a neutral site yeah. or at home. He had never oh, even wow. experienced playing on the road. So now uh, the Bills finally get it. They couldn't quite put it together to uh, to win the game. Hats off, but it wasn't certainly wasn't the kicker's fault, but boy. The other stat I saw is, Sunday will be Patrick Mahomes' 17th playoff game in his career. The Arizona Cardinals have not had 17 playoff games in their career. Well, I was talking with someone this weekend that that the records and some of these guys are putting together, most people would love to even make the playoffs and to play some road games. And Patrick Mahomes has never played a road game. And he'd been to the AFC Championship game now. It'll be six, what, six straight years. The Vikings, I mean, just imagine uh, the Viking fans are, are mad because they lost four Super Bowls. Imagine going six straight times to the title game. Yeah. That is success right there. But That's like the Braves in the 90s. I think, it's like, I think it's people like are just getting complacent with it. Well, think of the Cowboys right now, the successful season they had and all the back-to-back-to-back successful seasons they've had recently. And because they lose the first game in the playoffs – the fans are calling for the manager, the general manager, the coach. They're, they're, they're calling for their heads. This is what football has come to. Every year you're in the playoffs. It reminds me of the old Denny Green. I was a big Denny Green fan. You go to the playoffs every year with Denny Green as coach. They ride him until he's finally gone, and then they complain, then they never make the playoffs anymore. Yeah. Well, you have you had a genius court, a coach, very good coach, 
every year would get you into the postseason. Very good. And now you ride him. He finally leaves. You get someone else in there. We can't win. It's having a tough time even getting to 500. So it's like the jury. Pressures are not always greener on the other side. Look at what you've got and and then decide. It's like the Jerry Burns quote. That ain't Bob Shelker's fault. His shoe fell off. That ain't Bob Shelker's fault. Oh, you know? some of the great. Burns is great and and, and to keep Burns in mind. Coach. I love watching Burnsy's post-game stuff, you know, but. Burnsy had some good ones, some good stuff, but uh, Coach Burnsy. Yeah, hats off to Dallas. Another successful season. They didn't do on the playoffs, but that—that's what you get. You never know what you're going to get. At least they made the playoffs. At least the Packers that's the made thing. the playoffs. You're making the playoffs. You're going in as a high seed. You went undefeated at home. I mean, look at all the good things the Cowboys did this season. But Dak Prescott's name was mentioned in MVP talks. And now the fans hate his guts. That we want Dak Prescott out of here because he sucks. Yep. He can't do it in the playoffs. Yep. Are you kidding me? He's a candidate for the MVP this year. What more do you want? I mean, okay, if you want to get rid of him, we'll give you our third round pick for him, no problem. You know how many teams are saying that right now? So this it's just it's so bizarre. But we gotta sit back and laugh sometimes. Now, not talking about laughing, but I got one final note here on the UFO on the UFL. UFL, yes. The final dispersal dispersal drafts were done you know we're combining the xfl the usfl they've had round one of the dispersal drafts uh, round two now they've had some free agent drafts for anyone else that's in the mix what they're finding is that the as those teams rosters are filling up they got to get to 75 guys in the roster by the middle of february guess who's picking up all the low-hanging fruit now is the cfl the canadian football league He's getting a lot of signings from guys that aren't being picked up to make it there. They're getting kind of a windfall from these extra teams yeah. that have been essentially folded or shut down. So the CFL is benefiting, not by getting big, big names. Those guys are already, that ship has already sailed. But quality players um, are hanging out there that they're being able now to jump over because there's only eight teams in this UFL. There were 16 teams total. You've cut that in half. There's a lot of extra guys out there. So the CFL is picking up. Some of these extra players here, uh, they'll be reporting to camp with the first game March 30th. You've been seeing some ads in the NFL. Um, uh, I know they've been placing some ads coming up with the big the NASCAR race. You know, the clash is coming up in February. NASCAR. Uh, and then and then you got this March 30th UFL opens up. Now, how successful it will be, I don't know. But we will provide coverage here on the show. We're your UFL leader in Carver County. All of Western Carver County will get UFL. One more NFL thing. Zach Ertz signed today with um, a team. I can't remember which team. Because he needed a tight end. Okay, wait. You got how many guys in the NFL on your roster and you don't have a backup tight end? You could sign. All sports is they sign a guy in the playoffs. No. I don't think I think that's wrong. Playoffs are set. You dance with who you brought. You get a guy hurt. That's tough titty said the key. Yeah, I agree. You that's, be able to sign that's, players all sports. that's the thing. The whole point of this is that your roster should lock in and you go with what you've got. I don't care if it's a second, third string guy left. That that's yep. that's your team. Yeah, that's sorry, you dance through your broad. So that I mean he did and a tight ends, teams have three, four, five tight ends uh on the roster. They've got tight ends out there, but are, you are they blocking? Are they pass catching? What are they? It's interesting, uh, but that's a, that's the a topic of discussion for another day. So that's all that I've got. Anything else, Andy? 
celebrating my raise this week. I got some Miller High Life, the champagne. Well, abuse. you have the champagne. I've, I see that. Got a little raise this week at work, so I went second to the bottom shelf. Congrats. Congrats. That's awesome. Trivia answer. Trivia answer. Of the four teams remaining in the NFL playoffs, two are women-owned teams. The Detroit Lions are owned by a female. Also, the Ford, Kansas City Chiefs, family. of course, owned by a female. Uh, an heir to the Hunt, the Hunt family. Yep. So two of the four. Now, how I'll many total? Five. Your guess is five out of the teams of the NFL, uh, 32 teams in the NFL yep. have female coaches. The answer is four. Four. So we got the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, Rooney. Yep, that's the Rooney family. Female. And then I think it's the Chicago Bears is the other yep. one. So there's four NFL teams out of 32 that are owned by women. They're all in their 80s and 90s. So very few, very rare thing. You know, we had Marge Schott, uh, Reds, Reds. baseball for years, you know, many years. Uh, but we'll probably be seeing some of this on the upcoming preview show for the championship games on Sunday. May get more uh, more shots in the press box, the owner's suite there of the owners, uh, the elderly ladies. So hats and off. And just remember, you heard it here first when I talk about it. Will we get credit for it? No. Of course not. Do we want credit? No. We're no. just here to educate. That's all. Yeah. We're, we we'll sleep good knowing we told you first. We don't need the accolades. We're fine. Awesome. Have a good week, everyone. Bye. Bye.